This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. This series, How Fertile Is Your Soil?, is one of Pastor Ray's most powerful and popular messages dealing with the spiritual condition of today's church. Sounding the alarm, Pastor Ray warns that there is heart trouble in the body of Christ and it is in need of spiritual healing. The heart, referred to as a man's spirit, the seed to be planted is the Word of God, and the soil into which he plants is the condition of that man's heart. Planting good seed into good soil always produces good crops. But planting that same good seed into poor soil will only produce poor crops. Like a prosperous farmer, God has created man to produce a good crop with the seed he has provided. So why are some not doing so? The seed or word is always good, so it must be the soil, the condition of the man's heart. Into what kind of soil is your seed being planted? What's your heart's condition? Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. What I learned from that verse is that my heart's condition affects my prayer life. Number one, the actions of my life come from my heart. My heart is the control center of my life. Um, now, they told me, you know, in the computer, it used to be motherboard, but now there's something in the computer called the CPU, the Central Processing Unit. And it controls everything that goes on in the computer. If there's something wrong with the CPU, the computer will not work. It will not give you the right output. It will not, it'll not give you good stuff. So just like the CPU in, in the computer needs to be in good condition in order for that computer to give out the right information and to work properly, so does the heart of man need to be in good condition because whatever is going on on the inside is eventually going to show itself on the outside. The actions of one's life um, come from the depths depth of their heart. I like to say it this way. A man doesn't get up one morning and decide to commit adultery. Adultery was living in his heart for a really long time and then eventually it came out. So if adultery is in your heart, then adultery is going to come out of your life, right? Because the actions of my life are determined by what's going on in my heart. Jesus said this way, Matthew's Gospel 12, 35, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. So it would, be, it would seem to me that it's important to keep good stuff in my heart, to keep my heart fully adjusted all the time so that good stuff comes out. Because the actions and the activities in my life are being guided and driven by what's going on on the inside. Uh, somebody, you know, somebody commits murder, he didn't get up one morning and decide to commit murder. 
He had hatred and murder in his heart for a really long time before murder finally came to an action. It was living there and, and it was thought about, but eventually it became action and activity. So what's ever going on in your heart, now you keep love in your heart, you keep peace in your heart, you keep joy in your heart, you keep patience in your heart, then what's going to happen is that's what's going to be steering and driving and guiding your life. That's why the Bible says above all else, guard your heart, because it determines the course of your life. It will determine how you finish this life and where you end up. If you keep good in, good's coming out. If you keep good in, you're, you're going to have good results every step of the way. But likewise, if you don't, you're going to end up shipwrecked. You're going to end up in crashes. You're going to end up in trouble because you're not keeping good within your heart. So we learn one of the, one of the reasons, very, another primary reason, why we ought to keep our heart in good condition. Because it, the actions of my life come from the depths of my heart. See? People that have hatred, hatred or hateful activities that come out of their life, they didn't just get up one morning and decide to do that. That was living in their heart for a long period of time. And then one day, it became an action. It became an outward expression of something that was going on inwardly for a really long time. So above all else, guard your heart. Guard your heart. That's why every day we've got to clean out our heart. All right. So let's keep going. My mouth eventually, another reason, my mouth will eventually speak the things that are in my heart. So we talked about, see, again, people say ugly things. Um, but they didn't just, that ugly didn't just come out, you know, like that on the spur of the moment. Ugly was living in them for a really long time. Did, did you all hear what I said? Ugly was living in them for a long time. And then one day when usually when pressure comes or some sort of opposition comes or some sort of, you know, external thing comes, you know, adversity comes, then all of a sudden what was festering in the heart comes out of the mouth and ugly comes out. You see, you didn't curse that person out just because you thought you should curse, curse that person out. You cursed that person out because cursing that person out was in your heart for a really long time. See, that's why it says above all else, guard your heart, because out of it flow the activities, the actions, the, the, the directing, direct, directions or directives of life. Keep your heart. See, because sometimes you're going to say something and you're going to regret what you said. And let me tell you, once those words come out, it's hard to take them back. You say something, listen, men, let me, let me just, I'm not married, but I've been around married people all my life. You say something ugly to your wife, you're in big trouble, brother. If you're in the, you're going to be in the doghouse a long time. And let me tell you what, women have something they never forget. They never forget. So you better be careful what you're saying. Be careful what you're saying. Take it from a brother, I'm telling you. I've sat across the desk with a lot of hot and angry married people. So be careful what you say, because they never forget. So my mouth eventually will speak. So I've got to make sure that what's ever going on in here is good. It's consistent with God, with his word, good things, right? What does the Bible teach us? To meditate on things that are praiseworthy, noble, excellent, right? All of these wonderful things that we ought to, in the book of Philippians, this is what we ought to be meditating on. Right. Uh, Jesus said in, in Matthew's gospel, chapter 15, those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a man. Right? Matthew 12, 34 says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. All right. So then we, we talked about this. My heart will eventually reveal itself. Proverbs 27, 19, as in water face reflects face, 
So a man's heart reveals the man. So I'm not going to be able to hide myself. Eventually it's coming. Listen, people know who you are. You can put on all the perfume, all the cologne. You can get every hair right where it needs to be. Put on the finest clothes. Strut around like you are God's gift to you, man. Listen, if ugly's in there, it's showing. No matter how, how much you try to beautify the outside, ugly is showing, brother. It's showing. You may not think so, but ugly is coming through loud and clear. Take warning from the word of God. Mirrors don't lie. I wish mirrors lied, but they don't lie. They tell the truth. And so does your spirit. Your spirit tells the truth. Your heart will tell the truth. So that's why you want to keep your heart humble. You want to keep your heart forgiving. You want to keep your heart at the feet of Jesus. You want to keep yourself in, in, you know, in, in right condition because you want people to see the real you, right? You want them to see what's really going on in your life and you want it to be good. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. So eventually my heart's going to reveal itself. Here's one we didn't get to, but this is a good one. Another reason why we ought to keep our heart in good condition is because God's looking at my heart. You can fool people. Listen, you can fool me. You can fool everybody in the church. You can, you can fool with your words and your actions and your activity, but you can't fool God. You can't fool God, but you are not bigger than God, brother, sister. You can, you can put on a show for everybody, but God sees right through that stuff and he sees the, the depth. Now, this is the good part. This is the good part. Even though God can see my heart and see all my imperfections and all of my flaws, praise God that he still loves me and he still forgives me and he still accepts me and he still bears with me. But one of the reasons why I want to keep my heart right before God is because he's looking at when you get down in prayer at night by yourself with God, don't put on a show for God. God's not impressed. It's time to be truthful. It's time to be honest. It's time to open up and bear your heart before the Lord because he already knows what's in the depths of your heart. Uh, in, In the book of Samuel, there's the story about God is looking for a new king to replace Saul and he calls Jesse and says, Jesse, bring your sons across so that I may see, you know, who they are. Uh, he sends Samuel to do this. And Samuel gets with Jesse and, and they start sending one by one all of the. And each one is rejected. Each one is rejected. Each one is rejected. And they went and they started, went down the line. And, and, and the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. See, we can be impressed by each other's phys- physical stature, but God doesn't care about that stuff. God doesn't care. See, we get hung up by this exterior and people's accomplishments and what they look like and how much money they have. And who the heck cares, man? I'm more concerned about what's going on in your heart. That's what God is concerned about. Rich, poor, short, tall, old, whatever, young, fat, skinny. Who cares, man? What matters is what's going on. God's looking at your heart. That's why I say we ought to look to the heart of people and not to just this exterior. So he says this, he said, for God does not, for God does not see as man sees for man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Come on. So why would it be important for us to keep our heart in good condition? Because God's looking at your heart. So you might as well be honest with God and be honest with yourself and be honest with everybody else around you because God already knows my brothers. 
You're not hiding anything from him. And your spirit, as we talked about in the point, is eventually going to reveal itself to people around. So it's a, you might as well just be honest. You ever, you know, because God is looking and watching and seeing your heart. Can fool people, but you can't fool God. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. Now, this is an important point, one that needs to be covered pretty accurately and thoroughly. Psalm 16, 7 says, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. Now listen to the second part. Is everybody listening? Listen to me. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. That means that whatever I go to bed with is being reinforced in my life and I'm going to wake up with it and it's going to be stronger than, than when I, before I went to bed. Because throughout the night, these thoughts and meditations of my heart are being reinforced. And, now, this is how strongholds get hold of people. That's why Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20 says it this way. It says, do not let the sun go down on your anger, ready, lest you give the devil a foothold in your life. Why? Because, because we come to find out and learn that whatever we go to bed with, whatever we meditate on, and we go to bed with is being reinforced in our spirit and it becomes a stronghold. It'll either put you in bondage or it will set you free. And it depends on what you're putting in. So that's why I see we shouldn't go to bed angry. We shouldn't go to bed mad. We shouldn't go to bed offended. We shouldn't go to bed with all of this junk in our, in our heart because whatever it is that you go to sleep with, you are reinforcing it. It is being taught to you and reinforced by your heart. Your heart reinforces the very thoughts and meditations that you carry around all day and go to bed with. Listen, if you want to wake up happy, go to bed happy. Amen. You, want to, you want to wake up peaceful, then you go to bed peaceful. You want to be in peace, then you forgive. You drop the offense. You drop the charges on other people. You forgive and you let it go and you understand and you go to bed that way and you will, because your heart will pick up whatever it is that you are feeding it, and it will create either a stronghold or a breakthrough in your life. Come on. Either a stronghold or a breakthrough. That's why you should never go to bed angry, especially if you're married. You go to bed angry, you're going to wake up even angrier. It's tough, man. Even with friends and relatives, and stuff, you, you got you to you settle issues and keep your heart filled. Even just with your thought life, Whatever you're thinking about, it, it's either going to become stronger or it's going to be broken. All through the night, when you are unconscious and not even aware, your heart is actually instructing you through the night. That's why I believe the Bible says that. In, in, don't, don't, don't let the sun go down without dealing with stuff, without fixing stuff, because it will give the devil a foothold or a stronghold in your life. And I don't need any, any, any trouble from the devil. How about you? Can I get a better amen on that? All right. So, so that, that's another reason. My heart is reinforcing my thoughts and my meditations. And I, I need to keep my heart in good condition so that I can go to sleep and good things can be reinforced. I'm going to meditate and think about faith, about love, about how I can be a blessing, how I can help people, what I can do for my family, how much I love my family. And if you're married, how much you love your wife, how much you love your husband, thanking God. You go to bed, man, that's just being reinforced in your, you're going to wake up happier and more blessed than ever before because your heart 
will pick up whatever you are feeding it and it will continue to instruct you through the night. It'll become part of your life, whether it's good or bad, whether it's nice or ugly, whether it's helpful or hurtful, it will reinforce in your heart. That's why you must be very careful with what you meditate on and what you think about. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. So now, now, now let's keep going. We want to get through all of these. Here's another reason from the word of God why it's important to keep my heart in good condition. Because my heart controls my attitude. And can I add something to this? My heart controls my attitude and my attitude determines my altitude. If I have a good attitude, I'm going places. But if I have a bad attitude, guess what? I'm a, see, some people are stuck in life because they just have a really bad attitude. Nobody wants to promote a bad attitude. I don't want to promote a bad I want to get rid of a bad attitude. I pray, Lord, get them out of here. Get them out of here, quick. Just get them out of here. Bad, get them away from me. Put them on somebody else, but don't sick them on me. I don't need no bad attitudes because I can't change somebody's attitude. So, so one of the reasons why you want to you keep your heart right is that your heart controls your attitude and your attitude controls your altitude and determines where you're going to end up, how high you're going to go, what's going to happen. The Bible says it this way. Let me give you th this verse. In Proverbs 15, 13, it says, a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. But did you ever get around a sour belly? I mean, they just got a bad attitude about everything. And, it, and you know, they just... You know, even if there's nothing to have a bad attitude about, they still have a bad attitude that there's nothing to have a bad attitude about. Who wants to be around someone with a bad attitude? And that all comes from the heart because what you've been putting in is all bad and ugly and, and that's what's coming out and it's showing in your attitude. People that have an attitude, they don't have an attitude problem, they have a heart problem because that's what they've been meditating on. That's what they've been thinking about. That's what's been festering on the inside. And going back to our pivotal foundational verse, above all else, guard your heart because it determines the very outcome of your life. And if you don't like the outcome of your life, then you gotta go back to the source, go back to the heart. If you've got a stinking attitude, no one's gonna promote you on your job. No one's gonna give you a raise. No one's gonna be on your side. What they're gonna do, look at you and say, that person, they got the worst attitude around. Look good, but they have a stinking attitude. Smart as a whip, but a stinking poor attitude. Oh, they can really churn out the work, but they got a terrible attitude. Nobody promotes a bad attitude. The reason why sometimes people are stuck is because attitude problems. Your heart controls your attitude and your attitude determines your altitude in life. You got to roll with the punches. Listen, I've been around quite a long time now. I found out something about life. Life isn't perfect. People aren't perfect. Situations aren't perfect. Junk happens. People screw up. People screw you up. People screw themselves up. Come on, can we talk? Actually, Jesus addressed He said, why in the world? You will have trouble. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for that, that word of encouragement. Why in the world? You will have trouble. So don't think it's strange. It's all in your attitude. Everybody say attitude. attitude. It's all in the way you look at it and the way you handle it. Now, you know, I got to be honest with you. I'm not always real good at this. I have to tell the truth because my family is here. 
And I could hear them say, well, you don't really have a good attitude sometimes. Yourself. Well, yeah, but I know it. And I know I shouldn't do it. And I'm trying really hard to work on it. But sometimes, you know, my attitude gets stinking from pressure and so on. And so on. But I know it's wrong. But sometimes it feels good. Bad excuse, very poor excuse for a bad attitude. <laughs> Got to tell the truth in church. Hallelujah. Proverbs. <laughs> but I got to go back to my heart, you know. I have to go back to my heart and say, you know, I got to make a heart change here because this is not good. You get, just get an attitude. Stuff happens. People, you know, whatever. Can get under your skin sometimes. It's not that you're ever, never going to have a bad attitude, but it's that you're aware of it and you change it. And you, you got to go back and say, Lord, you know, forgive me. And I forgive that person and I let it go. And, right? So a merry heart makes a cheerful count. Now, sometimes in life, what you have to do, you know, like, like I'm just looking at some of you. You look so wound up like a spring, like you're ready to. You just got to cool your jets. We got to learn to kind of like live life, a merry heart, you know, not be so heavy and hard on yourself, not put expectations on yourself that can't be reached. Keep your heart light because your heart's going to control your attitude. So a merry heart, it says a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. So sometimes you just got to laugh. You want to, you want to get a really good laugh? Let me give you some advice. You want to get a really good laugh? Go home and look in the mirror and take a long, hard look. I have to do that sometimes. Look at me. <laughs> sometimes you just have to laugh. You say, well, I don't feel like laughing. Make yourself laugh. Well, how do you make yourself laugh? You open up your mouth. You go, ha, ha, ha. A merry heart makes for a cheerful countenance or a cheerful attitude. Now, the converse is true. You get around somebody that's got a really good attitude. I don't know, man. I just love being around people like that have a really good attitude. No matter what comes their way, they're all happy about it. I mean, it's like, nah, no big deal. We got this. We got it covered. Now, I just love being around people who've got, but I've always got to be around someone that I've got to adjust their attitude or, and then, and then they get even more offended when you try to adjust their attitude. They don't like attitude adjustments because people have attitudes. They don't want no adjusting. They think everybody else has got an attitude. You're the one with the tood. No, you got the tood. No, brother, you got the tood. You got a lot of tood. And I'm just trying to adjust you because I love you and you're not going to get anywhere because your attitude determines your altitude and where you're going to end up and where you're going to go in life. Right? But I love being around people that have good attitude. No matter what, it's okay, man. We're going to make it. It's going to be all right. We're getting to the end of the They've got a fighter's, conqueror's attitude. Come on. They've got a victorious attitude. You're going to go places and you're going to accomplish things and you're going to get things done. God's going to be with you and help you every step of the way because God likes good attitude. I said, God likes a good attitude. See, some of you aren't clapping. That's because you got a tood. See that? We got to do a little tood adjusting. Merry heart makes for a cheerful countenance. So a good attitude will get you places. Remember that. A good attitude will get you places. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors